Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will finish up the message he began on our last episode entitled, In God We Still Trust. The text for this message is Psalm chapter 40, and this message was originally preached during our fourth anniversary service. So if you have your Bibles, please turn there right now as we join in with Pastor Chuck. Here's the fourth thing, third thing. I don't know where I'm at now. Third thing, here we go. Here's it, here we go. Verse four through five, proclaim. As a truster in the Lord's army, you got to proclaim. You got to proclaim. You got your BDUs on, right? I figured there was a few army folks would know, a few armed force folks would know. Battle dress uniform. And your battle dress uniform for the saints of God, where is it found in Scripture? Ephesians chapter 6. And what do we see out of that? Helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness. What else we got? Belt of truth, feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. You got what else? The shield of faith and the, which is what? Go look at yourself. You put on your BDUs today? So you got to proclaim, right, because the enemy and your enemy is going to want you to, shh, don't say a word. Blessed is the man. Translation in, in, in the Hebrew uh, word of this says, um, um, happy is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. Right? This for my son. What I'm getting ready to do is for my son, because he challenged me in this way, Bria. So I'm going to bring everybody into a family moment right now. Let me go back to the verse, and then little Kiwan, this for you, right? So he says, blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. My son challenged me that I couldn't drop this in a message. But is that not what DJ Khaled said? For us, the prophet DJ Khaled, did he not say, they ain't believe in us? <laughs> they, they ain't believe in us, but. Now y'all won't have church with me today. Now, now everybody won't be on the same page with me, right? But there's something in what he did that the church needs to grab a hold of. We laugh at DJ Khaled, but he did something as, I don't know if he'll believe or not. I don't know. I ain't talked to the brother. But I know he stood up flat-footed in an industry that would say otherwise and said, God did for me what nobody else could do for me. In other words, before DJ Khaled got a hold of it, King David said this right here. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after life. You have multiplied, O oh Lord, my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts towards us. None can compare to you. Oh, you ain't believe that my God was going to heal me. You didn't believe that my God was going to save me. You didn't think that I was going to have a life after you, baby. You thought that divorce was going to take me out. 
Watch this. It's not that God believed in me. God believed in his son who paid it all for me. And because I'm in him, I'm a joint heir to all the blessings. He has given me everything that pertains to life and godliness according to his very great promises. So don't get it twisted now. He told us the heart is wicked and deceitful above all. Who can know it? But when he sees us now because we're in him, he sees the precious blood of his son. And he says, my son, my daughter, they crying out to me. They, they're saying they're putting their trust in me. Watch me move heaven and earth on their behalf. God did. Here's the next thing I want you to Watch this. Charles Glassman said it this way. I'm almost done. Belief will open the door. Faith will help you see the light. But trust will lead you to the promised land. Belief will open the door. Faith will help you see the light. But trust is going to take you on into the promised land. Here's the fourth thing I want to show you. Fourth thing I want to show you out of verse 6. As a truster in the Lord's army, you got to present yourself. When they come up in, you know when that, that sound goes off in the morning, that alarm clock, time to present yourself. Let's have a real moment. What do we do? Snooze. Right? I don't want to get up. I don't want to deal with this life I have to face in this moment. I'm tired. I'm not just tired physically. I'm tired emotionally. I'm tired financially. Every time I turn around, somebody asks me for some money. Every time I turn around, somebody asks me to do something. Every time I turn around, somebody asks me to be somewhere. Every time I turn around, see like something, something, something. So all I want to do is rest. But you're not really resting. What most of us are doing are just simply escaping. It's not the same thing. So how does the Lord help us? He gives us a testimony that will cause us to rise up again and to proclaim, oh, if he did it before. So what am I trying to get you to see there? You have to, the Bible says in Romans, this is, this is a foreshadowing of the Romans chapter 12 where he says you must present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your true and proper worship. The way to start off engaging with God in the day is to present yourself and wake up and have an unbarbarous spirit about you. You get up as soon as your feet touch that floor, you begin to praise God. Then you go in your bathroom and you clean yourself up. And then you get yourself fine, dressed to the nines, and ready to meet the Lord in the morning. Because the Lord want to speak to his child. The Lord got some power he want to infuse in your soul. The Lord has some mercy that he wants to apply to your account. The Lord got some favor he want to pour into your life. So when you go in the workplace or when you go in the classroom or wherever you go, the Lord says, I got your back. I got your front. I got your sides. I got your top. I got your bottom. I got you. Present yourself. Show up. Here's the next thing I want to show you. We're almost done. Next thing I want to show you is purpose. Got to have some purpose. Yeah, have some purpose. You got to live for something bigger than you. 
or else it'll be like what David's father told us, all of life is vanity. I told y'all, I got a sneaker demon. I got to live for something bigger than that. I need to go on. <laughs> you gave me that look like I need to go on. <laughs> I got to live for something bigger than sneakers. It ain't going to work. Right? Parents, where you at? You understand this when you had your child. You no longer can live according to what you think is best. You have to live according to what is best for the whole tribe now. Teachers, you understand the same thing as a teacher. You understand that what you do is having an impact more far and wide than your eyes could ever see or your mind could ever fathom. You got to have purpose. So he says in verse 6, he says, Sacrifice and offering you have not desired, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. He says, listen, he's not saying disregard the offering. What he's saying is what Atlantic Star said. If your heart isn't in it, why don't you tell me so? If your heart isn't in it, I would have been gone long ago. Listen, my sister, you ain't going to get this nowhere else. I ain't bragging on me. I'm just telling you. This is what happens when you grow up in a liquor house. This stuff just flow out you sometimes that applies to a message. <laughs> I ain't been saved all my life. <laughs> Why is it? <laughs> you got to have purpose. With, now let me give you a little scripture since y'all thought I was just making stuff up. He says, with your lips you praise me, but your heart, if your heart isn't in it, why don't you just tell me so? I can't deal with lukewarm, either you're hot or cold. See, y'all think I just be making stuff up when I stand up here. If your heart isn't in it, you've got to have a purpose. Number six, his last, uh, two last things I'm going to show you. Verse 11 and 12, verse 6. As a truster in the Lord's army, you have to know that you're protected. Verse 11 and 12, as for you, O Lord, you will not restrain your mercy from me. Your steadfast love and your faithfulness will ever preserve me. For evils, listen, for evils have encompassed me beyond number. My iniquities have overtaken me and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head. My heart fails me. But what did the Lord, before he really understood his iniquities, before he got in the light of his love, he began to see, I'm messed up externally and internally. Externally, I got some enemies. They plotting on my life. They trying to take me out. Might be a manager on the job. Always being unnecessarily difficult. Like how does one send five emails in a span of two minutes? You've been sitting on these to send me as soon as I clocked in? But what about that classmate? That classmate that for some reason always acting like I'm the goody two-shoes. It must be you because you trying to get my spot, and I don't even want it. I'm just trying to do my work. Or it's that family member that now that you got something good going on with your life, they get right? Externally. But there's some things I got internally because of life experiences and situations that have impacted me. 
I didn't know my father wasn't going to be present. I didn't know when I actually, when I said I do, it was going to be I done or we done. I didn't know that that illness was going to take my body. I didn't know that the economy was going to go into a recession and I would lose everything. So what ends up beginning, I didn't know that this particular person was going to lie on me and steal from me and cause me this deep-rooted bitterness in my soul that I can't trust nobody. Even though I know these people good, even though I know they faithful, even though I know they love me and care for me, I still keep them at arm's length. I didn't know we got enemies and enemies. But as I recognize that, there's a brighter light that shines. And that brighter light says that as for you, O Lord, when everybody else have failed me, God, you remain the same. But as for you, O Lord, you will not restrain your mercy from me. Your steadfast love, your faithfulness will ever preserve me. You may have made a mistake, but you're not a mistake. Lord doesn't see you that way. The Lord sees you as his beloved creation that he wants in his arms forever. Your mistakes does not eclipse his love message to you. Your lack of faith, your lack of belief does not stop his love pursuit of you. Your goodness is what? It's your goodness is what? It what's it doing? Your mistakes are not your identity. You have purpose because he gave you a promise that he fulfilled in his person on the cross. In other words, we're going to be all right. Watch this. What David is saying in the text through the psalm, he's saying, I've been through it. Let that marinate for a second. David is saying, I've been through it. Okay, <laughs> let, let me help him out. Uh, when, I, when I go home home sometimes, I'm going back to Maryland, right? I go through the Fort McHenry Tunnel, right? I go through it. I, what David is saying, I went through it. Glory. What God is saying is, child, son, look now, I brought you. The psalmist is saying, David is saying, yes, that was my season, but God brought me. Now let me bring in Adele. Welcome to the other side. Welcome to the other side. You don't need to, you need to understand. I want y'all to get that. I want you to be so encouraged by this. The grace of God brought you. David is writing this song because he had been dealing with his enemies and his enemies. And he was in a season where he thought he was going to die. But now he's pinning this song to the Lord and saying, by your grace, by your mercy, by your promise, I made it through.
Rebuild family. God has brought, I, I knew I was going to have a church at some point. God has brought us through it. What can you get on your mind right now that God has brought you through? Give him just a praise however you want to do it right here in this moment. You're on the other side if you believe it in faith. If you believe it in faith right now, you're on the other side. And he said your feet are on the rock and your steps are secure. If you can receive it in faith, anxiety ain't take you out. Depression ain't take you out. No self-esteem ain't take you out. Lack of self-worth ain't take you out. If you can receive it by faith, God says you're on the other side. Hallelujah. 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 Watch this. Watch this. Verse 16 says, But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually, Great is the Lord. 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 There was a time when my spiritual mother didn't know what she was going to be here. But according to Psalm 40, the Lord has allowed her to join in with the praise party that King David was bringing us into. And now, mother is on the other side. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us for our next episode as Pastor Chuck begins a new message. 